Language Death by Speaker Rejection, A Few Case Studies, by William Carlos Williams Carlos's Williamses, Exquisite Corp Center for Advanced Collaborative Studies, from Volume 165, Number 1 of Speculative Grammarian, July 2012. Much recent work has focused on the death of languages worldwide. Such sad events are almost invariably attributed to a conscious decision by the speaking population to reject their language in favor of some more prestigious tongue, often in pursuit of the opportunities for education and economic advancement that the prestigious language seems to offer. In this paper, I will employ several case studies to show that another mechanism is often at work in language death, namely, that some languages reject their speakers rather than the other way around. That is to say, in some cases, languages die not because people choose to stop speaking them, but because the language itself chooses not to allow anyone to speak it. Case study number one, the Pirlipat language. Preliminary evidence suggests that the Pirlipat language was a hard nut for non-native speakers to crack, but that its original speaking population managed, somehow, to achieve a fluency that bordered on the magical. However, at some point, probably just before records began to be kept, Pirlipat began to refuse to grant access to its semantic core, such that infant and toddler speakers could envision only gigantic mice on exposure to over 50% of the language's vocabulary. The situation worsened steadily until no one could speak or hear the language without horrific nightmares, and its use vanished. The last known speaker, C.E. Drosselmeyer, died of an overdose of sugar dolls after a sleepless night in December 1816. Case Study 2. The K Language the population of N in the X province woke up one morning to discover that suddenly, and without explanation, they appeared to be fluent speakers of the K language. Speakers took to the streets, a bit dazed, but had trouble communicating with one another, for though they were fluent, they didn't understand why they were fluent, and there was no one who was able to answer any of their questions. Speakers had a vague memory of speaking another language fluently at some time in the past, but couldn't remember what it was or how to speak it. After many months of struggle, and just when they appeared to be on the verge of mastering their new tongue, the K language evolved a new conjugation system, leaving speakers hopelessly confused. Records show that speakers were attempting yet again to master their new language, never quite getting it right, right up to the point where all available documents break off mid-sentence. Case number three, the Ja language family. In a doubly unusual case, two related languages of the Ja family, Kass and Kshit, both rejected their speakers. The mechanisms were similar, but decidedly distinct. Speakers of Cass found the language so abrasive-sounding that foreigners who did not speak the language would accuse them of verbally attacking and abusing visitors, as well as each other. Even native speakers of Cass found their own language so grating that they could barely stand to speak it or listen to it. On the other hand, the intonation patterns of Kshit were such that they made every speaker sound like a lazy, apathetic good-for-nothing. Non-Kshit construction crew foremen are reported to have fired their most productive workers for shirking work after overhearing them speak Kshit during their lunch break. The snooty snoot, neighbors of both the Kath and the Kshit, had, until both languages died out in the 1990s, two types of common colloquialisms, exemplified here. You are so mean to me. Don't be such a jackass. And, you are an idiot. You sound like you know jack shit. Case Study 4. The Shallow Language. Approximately 100 years ago, the Shallow Language began to willfully grammaticalize an unusual cluster of features, requiring explicit marking for wealth, appearance, and social status on all participants. A kind of semantic bleaching of mediocrity followed, with affixes for reasonably attractive, financially comfortable, well-liked by peers, and similar losing meaning. Only the extreme ends of the continuum are now available, and speakers must choose between the likes of movie star good looks and ugly as a mangy dog, has more money than Bernie Madoff pre-2009, and less money than Bernie Madoff post-2009, and worshipped by all and social pariah. As a result, only the most affluent, attractive, and socially adept speakers continue to use the language. These beautiful, wealthy, high-status, shallow people are now unable to find anyone to cook their meals, remove their garbage, or unclog their toilets. Having no skills of their own, they are unable to fend for themselves, and the language is on the brink of extinction. Case Study 5. The Note Utai Murs Language Even minority language speakers who are committed to their native tongues often make concessions to the practicality of learning other, more widely spoken languages. 
Not so the speakers of Note Utai Murs, who have a reputation for being particularly poor L2 learners. Recent fMRI studies have demonstrated that in Note Utai Murs speakers, surges in electrical activity in various regions of the brain associated with L1 competence create localized mini-seizures in L2 areas of the brain, preventing the acquisition of new vocabulary and other grammatical patterns. It seems that Note Utai Murs is a jealous language and will admit no others. A small number of outsiders have learned Note Utai Murs, though it seems to damage any proficiency they have in languages other than their native languages. The entire community of Note Utai Murs has elected to abandon the language. They have brought in a small army of outsiders to learn Note Utai Murs, all required to be monolingual so as not to damage any other L2 languages they may have acquired. Going forward, all Note Utai Murs children will be raised as monolingual English speakers, with the Note Utai Murs learning outsiders to be employed as nannies and translators for parents and grandparents. Note. The Linguist General of the United States has warned U.S. citizens against accepting such nanny translator positions with the note utimers as the effects of long-term exposure to the language are not well understood.